Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. So whether it's beef, pork, lamb, venison, or bison, anything that has hooves and is a mammal, um, that's not human or great ape, is off uh, the table in terms of things that you could eat. So for these folks, uh, the, uh, the reactions are unusual in that they are delayed, often three to six hours. So sometimes the diagnosis is difficult to make. So if you're waking up at night, um, middle of the night, 2 a.m. with hives or itching, um, it, it's worthwhile to consider if you had had a meal uh, that evening that could perhaps have been beef, pork, or lamb. The CDC reports that between 2010 and 2022, there were more than 110,000 suspected cases of alpha-gal syndrome identified. I had to make this episode because you know, allergies are one thing, but being allergic to meat, especially common meats such as poultry and ruminant meats, just doesn't feel right to me. It's kind of sus. There's an increasing number of people around the world that are apparently becoming allergic to meat. I say they are becoming allergic to meat because there is yet to be a case of someone that's just born with a meat allergy. You know how some people are just born with certain allergies? I know someone that was born allergic to apples. Kind of weird, but you know, it happens. You never hear about a baby being allergic to meat or a child, right? If you do know of any cases though, feel free to let me know as I'd love to know how the hell these people are human, you know, if they've just been allergic to meat since birth. As you know, humans have been eating meat since recorded history, but since we all know that a lot of history has been altered and falsified, let's say that humans have been eating meat since the beginning of time, which none of us really know when that is. So we'll just put a huge question mark on that. Anyways, meat may even be the very reason we became the humans that we are today, and our brains increased in size. Quote, once humans shifted to even occasional meat-eating, it didn't take long to make it a major part of our diet. Zaraska says there's ample archaeological evidence that, that by 2 million years ago, the first Homo species were actively eating meat on a regular basis. The modern human brain is far larger than that of other primates and three times the size of the one possessed by our distant ancestor. But those big brains came at a cost in that they require tons of energy to operate. Zaraska says our brains consume 20% of our body's total energy. Compare that to cats and dogs whose brain require only 3-4% of total energy. Wow, that's crazy, I didn't even know that. Meat, Zaraska says, played a critical role in boosting energy intake to feed the evolution of those big hungry brains. Some scientists argue that meat is what made us human. End quote. I'm going to summarise it terribly, but before our brains were the size it is today, allegedly, they were much smaller. 
That's if you believe evolution, which I don't. But I think it's still interesting that a link has been made between brain health, brain size, and the consumption of cooked meat. Quote, One study published last month in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences examined the brain sizes of several primates. For the most part, larger bodies have larger brains across species. Yet humans have exceptionally large, neuron-rich brains for our body size, while gorillas, three times more massive than humans, have smaller brains and three times fewer neurons. Why? The answer, it seems, is the gorilla's raw vegan diet, which requires hours upon hours of eating only plants to provide enough calories to support their mass. End quote. Again, just to make it clear, I don't believe in evolution, but I do agree that meat is fueling in a way that many other foods are not. It's satiating and is very densely packed with nutrients and, of course, very high in protein. Aside from milk, it's one of the most optimal and perfect foods for human consumption. Many tribes, even today, that are not connected to, you know, the modern world and they're isolated in forests or wherever they are, have gotten by for hundreds and hundreds of years on just meat and milk, for example, or just meat. There's loads of tribes like the Inca, the Maasai, where 99% of their diet is meat and researchers have come to find that these people are completely healthy, they're not deficient in anything at all, so it goes to show you that, you know, when all said and done, these are the basic foods that humans have probably been eating forever. Meat allergies are quite uncommon, of course, but it's spreading more so in the US through tick bites. With that being said, it's been reported that people have been experiencing the allergy around the world, so they say. Due to this, there are theories other things may be causing the allergy, not just ticks. Interestingly though, I've noticed through the sources I've listed, which are in the source material below guys, you can find that under every single episode, but I've seen a few articles that say meat allergies are rare, but more common than you think. They've said that within the same breath. You guys will also notice this if you read the sources. These two statements are contradictions of themselves. So which one is it? Is it rare or is it more common than we think? The medical term for the meat allergy is alpha-gal syndrome. Alpha-gal is a carbohydrate found in most mammalian cells such as beef, pork, lamb, venison and rabbit. This carbohydrate is not found in humans or primates. The meat allergy causes the body to protect itself from alpha-gal once meat is consumed. The body then attacks it like it would any other allergic reaction. Symptoms include hives and severe swelling. In more extreme cases, the reaction could lead to anaphylaxis, shock, respiratory failure, and even death. The allergic reaction can be life-threatening if medical attention is not given in time. A unique aspect of the allergy is that the body doesn't react to the meat instantly. Usually, the reaction kicks in hours later. This was the case for 14-year-old Caitlin Zabowski in 2021. Quote, She didn't show any symptoms of the tick bite, like swelling in the area, Nikki says, because there weren't any other reactions. We didn't think to get Caitlin tested. It seemed like a normal tick bite, 
possibly a dog tick or something that wouldn't cause any concern, end quote. Caitlin last ate cheeseburgers the night before she got sick, and before that, her and her mother had visited her grandparents in Maryland. The area is mountainous, got deep wildlife, and of course it's teeming with ticks. Caitlin and her mum hadn't made the connection that a tick bite from a week ago would be the thing causing her face and tongue to swell, which it was swelling a lot. Her mum was really scared and thought, you know, is my daughter gonna die? What the fuck is actually happening? Quote, the tick sucks blood from mammals whose meat contains alpha-gal carbohydrates. When it feeds on humans like Caitlin, the tick causes the person to become sensitised to the carbohydrate alpha-gal, end quote. That's how it works, and the sad thing is that if someone becomes very sensitive to this allergy, they may even have to avoid dairy products, due to it being a byproduct of mammals, of course. All in all, Alpha-gal syndrome is difficult for people to deal with. Patients are immediately advised to go vegetarian or vegan after being tested for the allergy. Due to the sensitivity, they are advised to follow a meat-free diet for at least a few years, with hopes of maybe reintroducing meat sometime in the future. This year, the Centers for Disease Control in the US has warned people that alpha-gal syndrome is an emerging public health concern. There have been more than 90,000 suspected cases documented between 2017 and 2022, but most people have never heard of the allergy unless they or someone they know has experienced it. Doctors and health experts readily advise people to go on a plant-based diet, but can never guarantee if patients will be able to eat meat again. There are some cases of people slowly integrating meat back and eventually having a somewhat normal diet again. However, what if we put our schizo tinfoil hats on and see this situation as artificially caused by human intervention? I say that because there's many examples of similar things happening. It has nothing to do with the meat allergy, but follow me on this one, guys. Follow me. Quote, Sometime next year, genetically modified mosquitoes will be released in the Florida Keys in an effort to combat persistent insect-borne diseases such as dengue fever and the Zika virus. The plan approved this week by the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District calls for a pilot project in 2021 involving the strip-leg Aedes mosquito, which is not native to Florida but it does transmit several diseases to humans, particularly in the Keys Island chain where nearly 50 cases of dengue fever have been reported so far this year, end quote. In case you know you've been living under a rock or are just a normie, the suspicions and current conspiracy theories floating around the internet are that Bill Gates is creating some sort of bioweapon delivered through these genetically modified mosquitoes. The funny thing is, Back in 2020 and 2021, when this was actually a brand new rumour, because it's not brand new guys, it's quite old, in the conspiracy sphere, if there is one. There were so many fact checkers and fact checking websites that said nothing like this is happening and now it's an official story and they're trying to normalise it when they said two years ago that everyone was crazy for even insinuating something like this would happen. So anyway... 
As I was saying, the suspicions and current conspiracy theories floating around the internet is that Bill Gates has been creating some sort of bioweapon delivered through GMO mosquitoes. Most people suspect that these mosquitoes will infect humans with some form of illness or disease that may not be easily noticeable at first, but becomes more debilitating as time passes. And obviously that's not really a crazy thing considering, and really and truly guys, that's not a crazy suspicion for people to have. And I don't think that it's that wild that people are suspicious of Bill Gates considering his track record. Um, he's killed many children in India and Africa because of vaccines. That's something that is very buried and most most regular people actually don't know he did this. This was due to the Gates Foundation being so generous because he's a philanthropist, right? And I just feel like all these rich people like to slap the philanthropist label on their forehead so they can go around third world countries or, you know, more disadvantaged areas of the world and take advantage and experiment on them and do all these sick things because they have all this money and then later on they leave the place because there's no proper legal systems that can actually get justice for the families or for the people and they are much bigger than those legal systems so it's kind of unfair because they wouldn't do something like this in western countries or would they the bioweapon thing isn't even a crazy conspiracy theory because world governments and agencies have been experimenting with similar things for a while. If you'd like to know more about this, check out episode 44, where I spoke about the dark side of biowarfare. I will have a link to that episode in the source material below. Swaths of people became suspicious of this announcement as the biotech company Oxitec received support from the Gates Foundation. If you don't know why people may be concerned by this, let me get you up to speed. Bill Gates is currently the largest private owner of farmland in the US, owning roughly 242,000 acres of farmland across 19 states, according to a 2022 report from the US Department of Agriculture and the National Agriculture Stats Service. As of this year in 2023, the sale of lab-grown meat has now been approved by the USDA and the two companies that will be creating the lab-grown meat are both backed by Bill Gates. Why would someone that owns that much farmland be preoccupied with creating lab meat? Why wouldn't he just capitalise on the farming? It's been found that lab-grown meat is way too expensive, time-consuming and really bad for the planet. It's literally a scam just like everything else they claim is better for the planet. Anyways, Bill's mosquitoes have been released into the wild now, and there have already been strange news reports about mosquitoes in America. Health officials are warning people in Alabama and New York to avoid mosquitoes because of a rare virus that can spread if they bite someone. It killed at least one person in Alabama. New York's health department says most people who are bitten won't develop any symptoms, but severe cases begin with sudden headaches, high fever, chills and vomiting, and could progress to seizures and coma. Uh, there are no vaccines or specific medications to treat the virus. I'm not really the only one that thought that was suspicious because many people have even said this hasn't happened in the US before, or if it has, it hasn't happened in many, many decades where mosquitoes are causing diseases or even death. 
And I would raise an eyebrow at that too if I was living in America because you could be infected without knowing. These mosquitoes have been released into the wild and they are now reproducing with regular mosquitoes, I think, that were already living in the wild. I don't know what the implications of that is. I think maybe the purpose of that is to pass on whatever genes that they have been given while they were in the lab and to naturally pass that on to their offspring through the reproduction process. I'm not a scientist, but I think that's a recipe for disaster. And I think people should really stay safe and try and read more up on this. Um, I think right now it's in the Florida area, but obviously mosquitoes don't have to pay air miles. So they could fly anywhere they want that is warm enough for them and to their liking. They will fly and go wherever they please. So there's no saying how far they could go. They could even leave America and go into Mexico and other places through South America. So yeah, it could be a real, real big disaster. And no one would even think it's the mosquitoes. But back to the meat allergy. The meat allergy, of course, I did say it was caused by ticks. That's what they're saying. And in America, it's a particular tick called the Lone Star Tick. It's called that because the female has a little star on her back. Obviously, this could be a natural thing that just happens, but nobody seems to have an explanation as to why this happens, what the point of it is. It also seems highly suspicious that the allergy is on the rise in the US and the CDC is making warnings about it suddenly. If this was such a global risk also, then why aren't other countries making it a priority to warn their citizens about the alpha-gal syndrome? For example, I'm in the UK and my first time hearing about this was when I was researching for this episode. So that's pretty weird, right? There's just, there's just something that feels very unnatural, inorganic about a meat allergy. It just doesn't seem like something that nature would punish you with. I feel like that would be the ultimate punishment, especially when you look through history and see how many of our ancestors lived off meat. Um, that's something that could potentially wipe humans out if that was to happen on a large scale. So I, again, I don't understand how this is a real thing. And if it was such a thing, why are cases increasing now? There's just so many weird things. And the whole mosquito thing with Bill Gates, it really just reminded me of this because it's an easy way that you could deliver a disease. And they've been trying to stop people from eating real meat for so long. They have all these vegan products that have become very popular even though they're actually more unhealthy and they're filled with gunk it's not real food many people are realizing that they're getting health problems from eating all this vegan garbage and they're going back to whole foods real foods so we shall see what happens in the future they're making lab-grown meat now and the hopes for them with the lab-grown meat is they they don't want a label on it because they know people will get scared and most people will not buy lab-grown meat. Most people want to buy actual meat from a real animal. So right now, they are lobbying or campaigning, I think, in... What's the government version? What's the government called in America? Is it the Senate? How do you guys' politics work? I don't know. But right now, these people that are behind this, particularly Bill Gates and I guess his staff, they are lobbying and campaigning for basically lab meat to not be labelled lab meat. 
they just want it to be labeled as regular meat so people are unaware in the supermarket and just pick it up and they definitely can make it look like meat i've seen videos about it on youtube go check it out yourself there's some pretty good videos talking about it if you put that meat and real meat side by side you wouldn't really notice too much of a difference especially if you're not paying attention so that's the scary thing and that's why a lot of american farmers are actually also campaigning for the lab grown meat to be specifically labeled so people are aware of what they're eating and so it doesn't fall through the cracks so there's a lot going on over there and obviously whatever happens in america it kind of always is the case that other countries follow so i really hope this lab meat bullshit doesn't happen in the uk but most likely it will especially if it's successful in the us um, so we will definitely watch that space together also i've got my 100th episode coming up watch out for that guys it's actually been 99 episodes now it's been a ride and i've really enjoyed recording this like every every single time i record i'm just excited whenever i'm researching for the episodes when i'm writing them the stuff i'm going to talk about you know i never want it to be obviously focused on one random thing the whole point of my podcast is it's a bit of conspiracy it's a bit of weird shit it's a bit of unexplained stuff strange you know mystery like it's an amalgamation of everything everything that's strangely intriguing and that's what i want to try and encapsulate when i'm talking about these things even something like a meat allergy that i just think is so fucking weird i can talk about it on an episode and tell you guys and let you know about it and then also connect it to the lab grown and vegan meat because i definitely feel like with the way things are going um and how many food supply chains have been mysteriously destroyed and blown up many governments would love it if we were all allergic to meat right it would be so much more convenient for them they can feed us this slop that they're making right now they're really creating soil and green this unreal food i mean it's an excuse for food it's like franken food and it's scary because our bodies can't process all this stuff that's being created and marketed to us right now our bodies weren't designed for it and i really feel like so many people are not aware of this and just don't think about what's in their food so i i think this episode was kind of like a reminder to myself and others to just support local farmers support local markets buy from your local butchers things like that i go to a butcher i don't always get to go to a farmer's market because it's once a week you know things happen but i feel like if i can go give my butcher money i know where he's bought the meat from i have conversations with him that counts that counts literally and i'm in a city so you can't have any excuses and say it's too hard that helps these people be able to push this slop on you and create more franken food and then that becomes a majority if you stop buying this and refuse to buy this and only buy real foods it makes it harder for them because no one no one's buying these products so yeah we really have to be aware of this and stand up for this and yeah hopefully none of us mysteriously get any meat allergies and i feel like another way that we can try to avoid these things is just focus on having optimal health taking care of your body not just exercise nutrition sleep you know activity are you stimulating your brain are you doing things that make you happy are you spending time in your community are you having conversations that mean something to you are you around people that you care about all those things interlink into optimal health and 
if you pay attention with what's happening in the world, people are lonely, people are being encouraged to isolate themselves. COVID did that a lot and I think the remnants of COVID is that many people have become recluses in a way and don't really socialise and intermingle with each other. Things like that cause depression. We are from a hunter-gatherer society so we're not supposed to really be alone when you think about that. It's quite unnatural. And I think many of the things I mentioned would probably alleviate all these random issues that we have in the modern society like depression, anxiety, you know, imposter syndrome, all that bullshit that didn't exist before. You can't tell me that hunter-gatherer societies had anxiety. I just wouldn't believe you. Probably in a different way, but then it was fleeting. You know, they probably were anxious about getting their next meal, but then they got their meal. So it wasn't like they were living through chronic stress 12 hours a day. We, many of us, are living through chronic stress 12 hours a day through our jobs, through the way society is designed. It's not designed in a way that is optimal for us as human beings. So I'm not blaming people, I'm blaming the society. It's not designed for us. It's kind of designed against us and to destroy us. And we've seen that. I've seen people destroyed by work 25 years, 35 years in the same place. It's not life. A desk job, you know, we shouldn't be sitting for that long. As you can hear, I can rant about this for ages because it is something I am quite passionate about. And through this podcast and my website, it's something that I've realised is very important to the human race, not just a certain group of people or certain class of people. It's all of our problems. But anyway, as I was saying, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm so excited to post my 100th episode soon, which is going to be about a very mysterious topic you guys have all heard of before, but I will be diving into it in my own schizo tinfoily hat conspiracy based way so look forward to that I won't be giving any more clues out and if you haven't checked out my website please do so I post videos on there I make written posts I create articles on there I do all sorts it is www.thecuriouspodcast.co.uk thanks for listening guys I really appreciate it if you're into the strange morbid or curious i'll see you in the next episode stay safe stay curious for real